Welcome to this edition of the God is Your Life broadcast. This is Reverend Mark Slay inviting you to join me for the next few minutes as we get into the Word of God. Deuteronomy 30:20 tells us to love the Lord your God, obey His voice, and to hold tight to Him. For this is your life. I'll be back in a few minutes, but for now, let's listen as I teach from the Word. Hallelujah. We're going to study the Word of God. Father, thank you for giving us the Word. Thank you. The Word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Though darkness surround us, your Word is the light. It is the beacon. It is the focal point. It is the place that we need to direct ourselves, our attention, all of our focus, all of our actions, all of our life, all of our affections on you and on your Word. For in the Word there's life and blessing as a result. We thank you for teaching us to walk in the light and not in the dark. And we praise you for it in Jesus' lovely name. Amen and amen. Tonight's message is, uh, for those of you that want to know, is closing the door on the things that give the devil an opportunity in your life. If you don't close the doors that give the devil the opportunity in your life, then no one will because it's up to you to do these things. You know, God has a part to play in our lives and he always fulfills his part. We don't need to check up on him. Nobody needs to look over God's shoulder. Nobody needs to manage the Father to see whether he's doing his part. He's gonna do his part. But there is parts that we have and these things we're gonna focus on tonight and that is what is our part regarding these things? Closing the door on the, the things that give the devil an opportunity in your life. Because if you don't close them, then they won't ever be closed because the Father won't close them for you. People think that comes as a surprise and a shock. But as long as people want things the way they are, they will stay the way they are. In other words, whatever it is that hinders you, or could be just a hindrance, could be a sin, if you like it the way it is, it's going to stay that way. And as long as you like it that way, that is exactly the way it will stay. And the devil will be there to enforce it. But if you want to change, if you want things to be different, if you want to line up and live according to the word, then they can be different and they will be different. God's promise is to you for that. But God only makes the promise. He does not make the decision. God's power will be provided after you make the decision. It is his power, but it is your decision. He won't make the decision. So in Ephesians 4.27, you're familiar with that verse. It says, and do not give the devil an opportunity. And do not give the devil an opportunity. Well, see, that means you could. And that means that plenty do. And that's why he's writing to the church at Ephesus and saying to the Christians, to the Christians, don't give the devil an opportunity. These people are saved people. These people are born again and filled with the Holy Spirit. These are tongue talkers here. The church at Ephesus is a tongue talking church. Don't know whether you know it or not, but in Acts 19, when Paul went up to Ephesus, he laid hands on certain disciples that he found there. And he says, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, well, no, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. 
And he said, well, into what then were you baptized if you weren't baptized into the Holy Spirit? And they said, well, into John's baptism. He said, John came baptizing with water. But Jesus came baptizing with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, he laid his hands on them, and then they all began to speak with tongues, and there was about 12 of them. So Ephesus got started as a Spirit-filled church. He came and he got them started on the right foot, and you'll find that even in the Ephesians still further, he said, be filled with the Spirit. And actually, it's be being filled as the Greek is progressive. Verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 18, don't get drunk with wine. That's dissipation or excess. And literally, Greek just says unsavedness. You're acting like an unsaved person when you get drunk with wine. You're acting like the unsaved. In other words, the saved ought to have more sense. But he said, don't get drunk for that's dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, isn't it interesting? He's writing to born-again Christians that are Spirit-filled and tells them to be filled with the Spirit. Did you know there's plenty of Spirit-filled Christians that are not filled? They had been filled at one time, but that doesn't mean they are today. Because as I said a moment ago, the Greek literally says, keep being filled or be being filled with the Holy Spirit. That means you could get low. That means that you could, uh, you could have a leak. And you do. All of us do. And it's really not so much as a leak as it is, it could be a leak, I guess, but really a better way to describe it is evaporation. You know how you, you'll have a water in a lake, and if you watch it, if there's not a lot of rainfall, the evaporation that comes from a lake, it just evaporates up off, off of you? Well, that's how it is with the power of the Spirit. It'll ev- you get around the, the, the heat of the world, the darkness of the world, and it'll evaporate or suck off every bit of Spirit anointing that's on you if you let it. That's why he writes to born-again, Spirit-filled people and says, keep being filled with the Spirit. And then he says to the same group, don't give the devil an opportunity because people do and, and many times they give them an opportunity don't even know they are now there's some that give them an opportunity and know they are but there's a lot of them that are giving him an opportunity and don't even know it second corinthians the second chapter in the 11th verse paul wrote again and he said see to it or another way he said it is do these things or see to that you do these things or that we do these things so that no advantage would be taken of us of Satan, for we're not ignorant of his schemes. Well, he wrote to the Ephesians and said the devil would have an opportunity. And he wrote to the Corinthians and said that the devil not take any advantage of you. Well, that means he can, and he does. We're not ignorant of his schemes. He's got schemes. We know the schemes, but the question is, what will you do about his schemes? Will you act in such a way that will close the door? Or are you going to leave it open? There's a whole bunch of things that we could do here. And then in last verse I want to show you from the, just from the New Testament. These are all three from the New Testament to help get you a clear idea that it is in fact you that has to do the doing here. James, uh, right before James is the book of Hebrews in the 12th chapter of Hebrews. And the first verse says, Therefore, since we have a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance, every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, the church, Christians, and let us run with endurance the race that's set before us. Notice he mentions encumbrances and sin, and they entangle us. Encumbrances and sin, what's an encumbrance? 
Well, an encumbrance could be something that's not necessarily inherently wrong, but yet by continually engaging in it, it doesn't help you spiritually. It actually weights you down. And then the King James translates it that way. The King James says, lay aside every weight. Or we could say encumbrance, either way. But you notice who the subject of the sentence is there? You're going to have to do it. In other words, what is it that's holding you back from your life that maybe it's sin or maybe it's not sin. Maybe it's just something that you're just squandering your time on. I had to and did eliminate a number of things from my life that just weren't necessarily inherently wrong, but they're just encumbrances. They're weights. They're foolish. You're squandering your life and squandering your time by engaging in them. You know, it's not wrong to read the newspaper, but... I didn't want to sit there. I know people that read the newspaper from beginning to end. I'm not kidding you. They read it every day from beginning to end, and they may read every line. And I think, well, you got too much time on your hands, if that's the case, to sit there and read that stupid thing from beginning to end. I mean, that's not wrong. If you want to read it, read it. But you know it's an encumbrance? Do you realize that that's a big waste of time? Not wrong to read the paper, No. But that's one of those things that would fall under the, the class of encumbrance. Or to, to go to, to stupid and foolish movies. You know, there's an, and I could go over a lot of these things. And you understand that whatever my wife and I have decided to do, we're not going to lay that on you. That's between you and the Lord, whatever commitments and, and acts of consecration that you want to make, whatever depth of removing encumbrances in your life that you want to make you make them that's up to you I'm not going to stand before the judgment seat for you and you're not going to stand before the judgment seat for me but I can tell you we did a number of different things along the way that we just saw were right to do spiritually speaking you know we didn't we didn't read the newspaper I, I wasn't much on you know reading it anyway I never was really before I even before I was saved so that wouldn't ever, wasn't even really a struggle but I can look at it and see that this is a waste of time to read we don't go to movies. I don't think my wife and I have ever been to a movie since we've been married. Did we go to one training movie? It was a weightlifting movie? Yeah, well, if you call that a movie. It really wasn't a movie, but it was about weight training. And that was because that's what I was in. I was back in, when I was in weight training and bodybuilding, we went to see a movie about weight training. And so that was it. That's the only movie we ever saw. All these years, been married 17 years this past May, never been to a movie. Never. Was it wrong to go? Well, kind of depends what you're watching. I mean, there's some things that are not necessarily even movies. I mean, I don't know that you'll find any that are any good anymore. I mean, I don't know. That's, you know, I, w I don't even look. You know, how ridiculous and ludicrous it sounds to even say, well, you know, I, I think, honey, we'll look through the paper today to see if there's a movie that's good. We don't even care. We could care less. We don't look. Let's see if there's anything good on. We don't even need to look because we already know there ain't. Now, see, everybody's idea of good is different. Whose definition of good are you? Your own or God's? We don't go to the movie. I mean, we close that door. Ridiculous. Ridiculous things. Go and watch movies. Or rent them. Now they got them. You can bring them into your house and DVD, you know, and, and all that stuff. You know, they go out and, and God help people that sit there and watch movies where people are blowing each other's heads off and just shooting each other up like it's, like it's okay to do it. 
And these people, for years, they said, oh, it's just entertainment. That won't affect anybody until now, all these years later, you see the teenagers are going out and acting exactly what they have been watching for years. And everybody tried to tell us that it's not going to affect anybody. It's just entertainment. You're a liar. It has affected him. You come too late to tell me. It's already worked. Satan already worked his plan, and you cooperated with it. <laughs> but we, we, don't, we don't even... You know, mess with that kind of crazy stuff. I mean, my God. I would no more sit down and watch a movie of people shooting each other uh, than I would anything in the world. And then, you know, not to mention all the promiscuity and all the other stuff that they, they peddle on those things. I mean, I, you do what you want to, but I think you're nuts. I wouldn't touch it. I mean, I wouldn't touch it. I, I regard holiness way too important than to mess with that kind of stuff. But as I said, you know, everybody can get off the bus wherever they want to get off the bus. You know, if you want to ride the bus to Springfield, you can get off, get off at Springfield. If you want to go on to John. Just to trust his cleansing blood. Just in simple faith. I hope you enjoyed today's message. The title of the message is Closing the Doors of Opportunity on Satan. If you'd like a copy, you can look us up on the web at mrcstl.org or markslay.org. That's M-A-R-K-S-L-A-Y.org. Or you can call our office at 314-965-8488. 314-965-8488. Until next time, this is Reverend Mark Slay reminding you that God is your life.